0: good everybody seasons greetings welcome back to diamond talk for technically it's our first episode of 2024 right if we if we, if we look at it right we ended last season um now we're kind of getting into to the new season and look if you're going to be a baseball podcast you definitely have to talk about the signings and the trades and the, the nonsense and craziness that went on this weekend but, you know, as always i'm here with Robin nick man how you guys doing
1: yo what's going on guys i'm 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 doing great i'm doing great could not could not be doing better Um, yeah, I'm fantastic. Yo, I'm doing good. Read my Pirates for one last podcast
2: of the year, and then uh, we'll swap over all the Giants gear next year. But man, what a wild week. And uh, neither the Pirates or the Giants, neither one of them got anything worth of any sort of value whatsoever. So here to talk about it, but man, Otani just wowed everybody.
0: Oh, there's so much to talk about. And I think we, I think we have to start with Otani, right? Like it's just the biggest name in the sport. Biggest contract in in North American sports history, right? O- only rival rivaling I think like soccer players at this point, which is insane. But I mean, it was a a wild ride this week, right? So early this week, we knew that Latanya was going to make his decision sometime this week. That obviously started with everyone going crazy as far as where he's going to go, what teams were favorites, you know, yada yada yada. And for a good, I would say. 12 to 20 hours, I think the baseball world was pretty solidly feeling like he was going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. There was um, madness we've never seen, right? Reports coming out from from different reporters, people checking flight log information, right? This this thing got deep. We had Redditors just tracking flights and stuff like that, which TSA, where are you, right? Like it, it was insane. Ultimately though, on, you know, what they say? It's Saturday morning, Otani himself, Instagram post with the LA Dodgers, which by the way, it's the most, I'm a high school kid or I'm a middle school kid choosing my high school post ever, right? Like this is the high school I'm going to go to guys. Um, but he chose the Dodgers and not only did he choose the Dodgers, I don't think I heard one person say or even try to guess the number that he ended up signing for, which by the way, 700 million. I don't think anyone in in any report in any even like guesstimation, even got cl- got close to six hundred. I, I think the highest I heard was probably six hundred from different people. This was a this is this is a seven hundred million dollar contract to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So you know, guys, fr- fr- first reactions, man. What what would like when you guys heard the news? What went through
1: your mind? Uh, it, it, incredible, man. Uh, incredible. Seven hundred million dollars for Shohei Otani, um is well deserved. I th- I think you, I think you see a lot of people not even <clears throat> not even questioning the fact that he got 700 million dollars. I think you you definitely, you know, hear some some critics of like, "Oh man, like the Dodgers maybe could have spent that money on, you know, more pieces, bring in more depth and things like that." Sure. <laughs> but I don't think anyone's actually que- I haven't seen anyone actually like question the price tag itself because it it isn't too surprising when you think about it. I think my Hold number up. was around <laughs>
0: The, the Dodgers could have spent that money on literally like buying small islands around the Caribbean and just yeah. building their own countries. They yeah, could, They no. could buy the uh, Arizona Coyotes
1: NHL franchise, literally. Yeah, no, no. And, and that's like, and those are like the, the ridiculous like examples, right? Like on the baseball front, they, like they could have taken that money and probably added five or six all stars to the team. Like if, like if we're being serious, right. Like, and, and I think that's the the funny thing about it. Yeah. Like you said, like, you know, no one pretty much, I think the 600 million number got thrown around sometimes. I don't think anyone really expected the 600 million uh, to hit and for it to just go straight like, yo, 10 years, like not even something funny, like 15 years, 700, it's 10 years, 700 million, just a flat, like, yo, somehow, you know, he's going to make 70 million average per, per year while he's with the Dodgers. Um, The number itself is incredible. He's, he's the best pitcher in the game. Um, it's not a surprise on my end. Again, I I didn't guess the number, but the Dodgers were always the favorite. I think yo reporters are gonna have to start checking themselves after after the last two seasons, man. You had John Heyman with the with the arson judge, you know, tweet getting Giants fans way too hyped about Aaron Judge. You had John Morosi this season with the you know Shohei Otani's on a flight to to the Blue Jays. Yo, let me tell you, when when that tweet dropped, immediately the follow up tweets that I was seeing were like people being like. The only reason Otani could be hopping on a flight and, and, and even putting in the work to go through Canadian customs is to go to Canada and like sign a contract with the Blue Jays, like that type of stuff. And to find out that like, oh no, Otani's like back home in California. And then Otani's like, yeah, I'm signing for $700 million with the Dodgers. Like as a Blue Jays fan, you have to be feeling some type of way. Like they're the, they're kind of like the side conversation in all of this. And like, you know, we're going to talk about Juan Soto in a bit here as well. But like that's the funny thing in all of this. There was a there was a moment in time, probably seventy two hours ago, four days ago, like earlier this week, where like it really seemed like man, Toronto's either gonna land Shohei Otani or they're gonna or they're gonna trade for Juan Soto. Like they're in perfect position for both, and for them to walk away with neither of those guys, it definitely has to hurt for that fan base. Um, but yeah, dude, for for this just strictly looking at the seven hundred million that Shohei got. Um, No one should really be surprised. Um, Get ready to pay a little more for your for your soda and and chicken tenders and fries at at Dodger Stadium. But at the same time, Shohei Otani, the talent that he possesses, puts the Dodgers in a way better position to win a championship. And the last thing that that I honestly want to say about it is we have to look at the at the fact that he talked about the winning culture with the Dodgers. Right. And for whatever people will bring up, right, like their, their, their title in 2020, right, like I, I get it that it's not titles, but I'm looking at it from the perspective of you have to look at his point of view as spending six years playing for the Angels and having zero postseason appearances. From that point of view, he's absolutely correct. The Dodgers have a 10 plus year postseason appearance streak. There is no other team in baseball that has double digits postseason appearance streaks. They are going to the postseason. The Dodgers are going to the postseason. Every single year, you can pretty much punch that ticket. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's winning the NOS. It doesn't matter whether it's through the wild card. They are going to the postseason. Shohei Otani will get his first taste of postseason baseball in 2024. And that's why he signed with the Dodgers. That's the reality of this whole thing. And I'm, I'm, even as a Yankee fan, I'm pretty fucking excited to see it.
2: Yeah, for me, it's crazy. Like, <clears throat> I saw it yesterday I got done with a, with a job and, you know, go to my phone, check it out. And all of a sudden, Otani's a Dodger for $700 million. And the number at first, like, wow, there's a seven there. Holy shit, who would have thought about this? <clears throat> and then to see it for 10 years, that's what was wild to me. And, you know, an AAV of $70 million, and nobody came close to that number except for us. We did talk about he's like your Garrett Cole slash Aaron Judge. After Aaron Judge signed last year, we kind of talked about the best hitter in the game with Aaron Judge and the best pitcher in the game in Garrett Cole their AAV is 76 million and obviously this year it doesn't hit that because you're not going to have him as a pitcher but going forward you have arguably you know an NLCI young candidate every year going in and out that's worth 30 35 million dollars a year and you're going to have arguably the best hitter in the game then that's arguably worth you know 40 million a year this contract makes sense and it's weird to say that it's 700 million for 10 years but if you look at things like how much money they're going to make from advertising i mean just some rough numbers it's anywhere that the angels got 10 to $25 million last year from advertising just from Japanese companies for their background behind home plate that's on the games when Otani's pitching. Visiting teams were getting paid by Japanese companies to put their advertisements behind home plate when Otani was pitching. Like this dude is going to generate for the Dodgers who actually know how to market, who actually go to the postseason, who are actually competitive every single year and with every single name that's out there. This could be fifty million dollars a year in advertising for the Dodgers. Otani made forty million on his own, and it's it's not crazy to think that the Dodgers are going to make more money as a team with the way they the brand they have already to add this guy on there. And you know, looking at the number, Dan, you're right. Very few people got even to the six hundred million dollar range. And looking at some of you know the sites, it looks like even Dodger personnel didn't realize they were going to go to seven hundred million. There's a couple quotes out there that said, we never thought 699 was an option, especially not starting with a seven, <clears throat> that they went win $100 more that last day of negotiation to try to get him to sign. And this is what every single team should have done. Like, the Giants, you, you really fucked up. You really, not just to let that competition go to the Dodgers, but to not extend that because you have an even better marketing base with the Japanese culture that's in your city compared to L.A. You also don't have all the stars to compete with that he's going to have in LA. Like <clears throat> I heard on one one podcast, Shohei Otani's be the 900th most famous person in LA, which maybe not quite that bad, but there are a lot more famous people in LA than Shohei Otani. Even with this, this just makes sense for whatever team got him, and the the marketing value would have paid for itself. And the Dodgers are going to actually make money off of this deal, especially with the way they're deferring it and they get other players in. But I mean, this is amazing and. Does anybody deserve $700 million? No. But if there is somebody who deserves $700 million in the athletic world, it's got to be Shea Otani, And he's got the richest contract ever. This surpasses Lionel Messi's uh, American value would have been seven, $674 million total. Granted, it was only over four years instead of 10. But this is the largest contract in any sport ever around the world. And he's the right guy for it. I mean, he's successful on the mound. He's successful at the plate. He's great in front of the camera everything we know he's great with teammates and to Rob's point like you know I could definitely say oh ha, ha you're gonna go to the Dodgers congratulations and I've already said it congratulations on your cloth banner and not your your World Series ring but you know what to Rob's point like what team do you guarantee to make the postseason even before this over the Dodgers like honestly they have the least amount of competition to win the West as great as the Diamondbacks did last year And even getting Erod, that's a great upgrade for them and puts them in a great playoff position. But to win the NL West, we're not choosing anybody but the Dodgers. And if you are, you're you're literally smoking some great holiday meth. Like it's amazing for you. But there's no other team like even the Braves. I would put the Braves as a lower chance to win the NL East because of the Phillies over the Dodgers losing the NL West. So he's going to see the postseason and he's going to see the postseason for years and years and years. And if he can go on some type of run in the postseason, we've seen it so many times where one guy can carry you to a world series title, man, to add him. And just all I know is whoever my MVP favorite this year is whoever's hitting fourth for the Dodgers, because finally you're going behind Freeman bets and Otani. Like, I mean, you're going to have 200 RBIs unless you like are just a dead bat. So Will Smith, good for you, sir. Like you just got career numbers coming your way, just gifted to you, but this is gonna be fun to watch. You know, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's not my money. And the Dodgers did it right. If they showed this is what you need to do to get what you need to get, and as long as they get some pitching, like World Series is for sure in their reach. But you know, it's for baseball. It's great too because if you're saying baseball's dead or it's no fun to watch or it's not going anywhere, talk to Otani's new new you know accounting manager because it's it's there and it's going to be fun to watch this year. He's going to go absolutely bonkers, only focusing on hitting as well. Like we're going to see some stuff we haven't seen before in so many ways
0: man there's um there, there there's a lot of aspects to this that I, I don't know if it's been touched on by other people yet or or you know where discussions are as far as the media world there's There's just so many thoughts that went through my head during yesterday right because because I'm a loser right? This happened in the morning I thought about it the rest of my night like it, it just is what it, it is what it is, right? you know first thing is i I look you can't give credit to the winning thing, right? You can't say I want to go to a winning roster when you sign for seven hundred million dollars. There's nobody beating that, right? If, if like, the Kansas City Royals had $800 million to offer Otani, he'd probably be a Royal. It, like, it is what it is. Um, you know, the Dodgers, you can't say they overpaid. I, I just don't know any team that would have actually gotten to that amount, like, at all. You know, the the, the rumor really was that this week was Blue Jays competing with the Dodgers. I find it hard to believe that the Blue Jays came anywhere near $700 million. I just, you know, if you tell me the Giants got that close, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. You're telling me that the, the Blue Jays got that close? I just can't see it. Especially, it's just not the way they operate, right? Like, they they just never done that. It's not something that's in their nature. I don't think it's in, in, in a lot of teams' nature. Um, you know, so so here's what I think happened as far as location-based things. I think there's a real... I think there's a real kind of feeling that Otani wanted to play in Toronto, right? Toronto has some of the best um, like amenities for baseball players that you can have as far as everything's up to date, right? They're constantly rebuilding that stadium. As you saw last year, You know, it's been talked about by baseball players, some of the best facilities there, there are. You know, Toronto's a cool place now too. My feeling is he really wanted to go to Toronto. And then it's like, oh, holy crap! I can't turn down seven hundred million dollars because that would be asinine, and that would be bad for the sport too, right? You can't tell the the you know Major League Baseball Players Union that, hey, by the way, I got offered a hundred million dollars more to go to to go to L.A., but I said no, screw that, I'm gonna go to Toronto because that's where I'm gonna go. You just can't do that, right? It's just not, like, yeah, t- technically you can, but you try explaining that to your to your teammates and and to people in the MLB, right? It just it's a non-starter. So i really like i don't know if you really want to play in la or not right but my feeling is is just at 700 million dollars that's not like a discount right there's there's no favors being done here as far as i want to go to a winning team so i'll so i'll you know change some things right because like what's a competing offer 705 million is like no no shot right um the second thing is we're gonna be very hyped for 2024 about this but for me this is really a move about 2025 and beyond we, we've mentioned that he can't pitch next year. Next year, he's, he's strictly a DH. He's coming off Tommy John. Um, what we saw with Bryce Harper was that the power numbers were a little bit down after his um, Tommy John surgery and playing this year. Does that happen with Tiny? I don't know. Well, Tiny's a different creature, right? That dude's up there with, like, Kraken and Godzilla. Like, we just don't know what you are. You know, you're mystical. So does it affect him? I don't, I don't know. Pro- probably not. But this definitely is a move for the future of the Dodgers. This is the next 10 years. We're winning the West. Like, like by the way lock, lock it up there's there's no shot that anybody else beats the, the uh, what's it called the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NL West for the next decade it, you, you just can't right U- unless there's some kind of like flesh eating disease that happens in in Los Angeles where where Mookie, Freddie and and Otani, like lose their 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 abilities like the monsters came down and said we're going to take your your power from LA there's there's no shot that they that they missed the playoffs, right? If not just absolutely owned the West and win went straight out. Someone mentioned this and so 'cause I'm not gonna take credit, but someone mentioned this. The NL West has been really weak for, for a long time. Right? It's been the Dodgers and outside of the two thousand ten years with the Giants, like it's like who's been their competition, right? I, I honestly think the Diamondbacks don't make the playoffs next year. So like I, like just because they were in the World Series last year doesn't mean that I think they're competition for them. So so they've kind of, you know, just locked this up. Another really important thing about this is the contract, even though it's it's the AAV of 70 million a year, the way it's gonna get paid out is very is very much like the Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts contract's gonna be paid out where there's gonna be so much deferred money, right? Like so Met fans know this as Bobby Bonilla Day, right? Where Bobby Bonilla collects his million dollar check from the Mets. Well, guess what? Mookie, Freddie Freeman, and Otani. When we don't know Otani's deferred money yet, but at least we but we do know um Freeman and Mookie's. Those guys are getting paid till 2044. For just so you guys know, that's like their age 49 and 50 seasons. Are they gonna be playing in Dodger Blue at that time? I don't know. I don't I'm gonna say no. I'm just gonna take a guess and say no. They're not gonna fool the old Franco this thing. Um but yeah, so so let's say you know Freddie Freeman retires at 38, which is when his contract would be up. He's making four million between twenty twenty eight and twenty twenty thirty five, and then five million between twenty twenty six and twenty forty. That's friendly con- compared to Mookie's. Mookie's gonna be making from 2020 20, which is his age 40 season, he'll be making $8 million till 2037, and that kicks up to $10 million and then $11 million from 2038 to 2044. So you're going to have ghost players in your payroll, which, by the way, you're, you're Los Angeles, so you can you can afford that, right? That's something that I don't think it's going to affect them at all, right? It's going to be something annoying for them, right? But the reason why I bring this up, though, is because the reason more teams don't do this has nothing to do with the players. The players don't care. The players make so much money that if, they're, if you're telling me I'm going to be making millions of dollars without having to do anything, I'll definitely take that. You know what I mean? Th- this is not like a player was nice about this, so they're going to defer money. Like, no, that's, that's not what's happening. What really happens is this is a big risk for, like, the shareholders, and this is a big risk for the owners of the, of, of the team, right? Obviously, the way they've thought about this is, look, we're going to make so much money on marketing. We're going to make so much money on other things that, you know, we can take this risk on. But if you wanted to, let's say, sell the team, if you let's say we're having a a period of struggling with attendance for whatever reason, or if if stuff happened to your team, or for whatever reason you're no longer good and people aren't showing up, this is a big risk on, on payroll, right? This is a big risk to your shareholders. You got ha- you got to remember the whole point of this from the business aspect is to make as much money as you can. If I'm giving in just the case of Mookie and Freeman about twenty million dollars away in my profit year for something I'm not seeing that year. That, that's that's kinda of hard to eat up if you're a shareholder, right? So let's not let's not make old tiny debate be this great gentle giant who said, Oh, I'll take my money later on. Like, no. This is this is definitely one of those things where it's preferred if you're a player, in my opinion. Um, the last thing I'm gonna say, right, like and, and we talked about it, Rob talked about it as soon as we like saw each other today, was this was kinda we, we all knew this was gonna happen. I, I don't think there was anyone who didn't think that there was gonna be a chance, if not have the Dodgers as favorites to land Ohtani. It, it just was what it was, right? Everyone in the baseball world had known that since, probably since he signed with the Angels the first time around. um Look, I, I think it's it's great if you're a Dodger fan, but I think baseball kind of. I would have been a lot more interested in a storyline where he went to like a Giants, right? A team like the Giants where now you're competing against a powerhouse, or. I, I really did want him to go to the AL East for two reasons. One, I think that you want to see the best players in the world play as often as possible. I'm a Yankee fan. I want to see Otani against Judge. I want to see Otani against, I guess, Devers is the best player in Boston. I want to see Otani against, you know, AL Giants, right? In the National League, one of the things that, that like, baseball suffers from is it's still pretty regional, right? No matter what we do to baseball, it's gonna be midnight in, on the East Coast when we start playing here on the West Coast. So that means you have a whole bunch of viewership that isn't watching Otani play. Honestly, I think that's one of the problems that baseball has because it's regional. You know what I mean? Where you're you're missing a lot of star power on the West, on the East Coast because you're you're in bed, you're sleeping, right? Your, your casual fan, you're not even your casual fan. Most of your fans are sleeping on the East Coast by the time these um you know NL West games wrap up, right? It's why it's why like the Mariners have a hard time like, getting traction, I think, it's why the reason, why the Giants have a difficult time sometimes getting traction. So, I think you miss an opportunity there for your baseball, right? I really, as much as I hate the Red Sox, I would have loved Ohtani to be a Red Sox, just, just because the storyline, man. That would have been an amazing storyline. I think you would have gone to the, the Giants. Same thing with storyline, right? Because Giants and, and Dodgers are great rivals. Even in Toronto, right? You just kind of change the landscape of baseball that way. Where we sit today, now after we find the news, it's, Okay, like another star went to went to an L, to, to an L.A. team that you know we know they do well, but I don't think they've done necessarily a great job with Mookie and Freddie Freeman as far as we've changed the last landscape of the game because these star power team is is here now. Like Mookie has his own podcast, which is awesome, but outside of that, like Derek Jeter has more fucking TV spots <laughs> in his retired age than these guys do right, right now in L.A. Right, like Derek Jeter's out here doing the other guys and other movies, right? jack nicholson movies um in his time in new york like we we just don't see that with the guys in la and i don't think we ever will really because you know i I just i don't know so i think baseball misses an opportunity with fultani going to to la and i get it really it's the same it's the same argument with the yankees right juan soto goes to the yankees you know kind of the same old same old right um the only reason that's even interesting is because the yankees sucked last year if not it would just would have been another story of a great player gets paid or gets go goes to a big team you know what i mean um but i mean it, it's cool like I, I i just don't think anything changed right like i don't think like after after thing i just don't think anything changed like the dodgers were gonna win anyway now they now they have a Shohei otani who's super interesting but do i think they're more favored to win the the, the 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 world series i don't think that changed as of right now at least i i was talking about one of my buddies they've had better teams on paper. Than they do right now. Not the star power, but as far as like the depth and stuff like that, they've had better teams than they do currently at this moment. And that's going to change, right? Off-season's not over. They're going to add pieces. They're going to add, you know, possibly through trades and stuff like that, right? Um, but like, if, if you tell me right now, O'Tani is the only move, absolutely. Look, you're, you're stupid not to think that, that that's not the best lineup in baseball. But at the same time, it's like you've had the best lineup in baseball before, right? Like, we, we can't say Trey Attorney was a scrub when he was there because he, he definitely wasn't. You know, like they've had big three offensive pieces and and big four and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's a little bit disappointing for the game for the game of baseball, in my opinion. But if you're a Dodger fan, you got to be excited about this. You don't think about the money; you're not paying this, right? Unless you go to the games, and now you got to pay, you know, thirty eight dollars for your Pepsi. But outside of that, um, you know, it, it it's good. Look, like it's it's a good day in baseball, right? It's a great story, in, in my opinion. Um, did you guys have anything else you want you want to throw in about Shohei before we move on to our next person?
1: No, I think look, I think I think you know it too. It, it it was the expectation. I think that's why you're not getting that much of of an overreaction from people because we a lot of people, the majority, I would say eighty to ninety percent of the general baseball fan kind of expected Shohei to end up with the Dodgers. Like I know us as Yankee fans, like that's why I haven't even like I haven't talked about like. Shohei connected to Yankees in like over a year because I've already known that like yeah the Yankees should be more focused on like trading for somebody like Juan Soto I know there's not like interest there like mutually right like Shohei probably doesn't desire New York so like New York is smart in like looking for other like superstar options um but yeah I, I think for the Dodgers like you said it as well the Shohei move was expected but like the Shohei move it's also like yeah like it made it made you better but like there are still more moves that could potentially end up rounding out the, the rest of the team. I, I would like to see some of those moves made because it's always funny looking back at some of those Dodgers teams, right? Like a name that that like was talked about earlier this week a little bit, I, I would reunite with Justin Turner. That's me personally. I would go out, I would give Justin Turner a one-year deal with the team option. I'd bring him back to play third base. Guess what? Justin Turner has not lost a, a step. That is a bat who, uh, I forget how old Justin Turner is. I think he's going into his 38-8, 38-39 season. That is a guy who on a one-year deal is still batting 270, 280. I think he had almost 30 home runs last season with the Red Sox, like giving you an 800 OPS, even if he gives you a 750 OPS, right? It's a consistent guy that you've had on your team before. It's a, nut, it's a locker room leader that you're bringing back. It's a piece of kind of like that Dodger culture that was set a little bit in like those years Uh, in those few years ago, um, I would honestly reunite with Justin Turner. Yes, there's conversations of potential trades coming down the line for the Dodgers, and we'll have to see what ends up in in that end. But if you're just talking about familiar names in the same way that they brought back Kike, like there are certain pieces that just that, again, fit better with them than other teams. And I think Justin Turner is one of those. I'd bring back Justin Turner on a one-year deal and then just keep rounding out the rest of the team. Yeah,
2: same thing. I mean, you said it just right, Daniel. This doesn't really move the needle for them to be a better chance to win the World Series. They have a whole bunch of holes this year. Like, their pitching staff is not what it's ever been before. They've got to fill some stuff in. You're going to rely on a Walker Bueller who's coming back from Tommy John surgery, which, you know, fully healthy. Yeah, he's absolutely a Cy Young quality candidate. Like, maybe the leader for the Cy Young Award in the NL. But he's not that guy. He's coming back. Didn't pitch at all last year. Didn't even pitch at the end of the year last year, which is, it's not good. Like, he had plenty of time to be able to throw an inning or two do something on a major league mound just to get out there and he didn't so there's a lot of question marks and for me I don't see how this move doesn't get made it's just a matter of who all's involved but Corbin Burns to be wearing a Dodger blue jersey by the end of this offseason like there's no way that doesn't happen if if the Dodgers don't get Corbin Burns for this year because you add in a Willie Adamas and then if you really want to make it sweet for the Brewers you take on the contract of Christian Yellick who as much as Christian Yellick is a Brewer you still need to ditch that money from the Brewer standpoint. So, like, I can see all three of those guys going. And now now you're talking about a lot of holes being filled in one swoop because Christian Yellick definitely starts for them. And then, you know, you you put Adamus at shortstop. You don't have to rely on Gavin Lux. This whole, you know, Mookie Betts playing second base for the year is just bullshit. I mean, you're wasting talent. You're wasting talent putting him at second base. At least throw him at shortstop because I guarantee you he's as good a shortstop as Gavin Lux is. And you can fill in that second base position a lot easier. And you throw a guy like Corbin Burns. Now you're really talking some World Series. This is where you're putting them up with the Braves, you know, as far as favorites to win the World Series to come out of the NL. But right now they have a lot of holes to fill. And Otani is great news. And it takes away and it distracts from the actual baseball that needs to be played. But they have a couple moves they can make real quick, real easy with all the, you know, depth they have in their farm system to get right really, really quick. And I think those are the next moves that are going to happen. But there, there really isn't a lot of surprise to this because, like you guys said and everybody else, the Dodgers are always the favorites. They were not in on any major players the last two off seasons for this. They literally have put all their eggs in one basket over the last three years to get Otani, and they did it and they made it happen. They got their championship prize for sure.
0: So, so let me ask you guys this because, because I, I, I again, I was having this conversation with a couple friends and I still think the NL runs through the Braves. Like I think Atlanta is still the better team as of right now. And again this is just 2024 um you know 2025 2026 that might change because Otani gonna be pitching and I think he's an ace right but for 2024 where you basically just signed Matt Olson as your DH instead of first base I I still think I still think the Braves are better at least coming into 2024 right now and again moves can be made moves will be made but for today on December or whatever the hell this is December 10th right I, I still think Atlanta is the better team right uh, do you guys agree or you guys have you, you guys think Dodgers kind of Surpass that with this move.
1: I'd have I'd have Atlanta probably slightly over the Dodgers. Um, I think I think Shohei closes whatever gap was between those two teams tremendously. Um, I think I think like you said, yeah, talking about it today, I, I would take Atlanta slightly over them. Obviously, if you factor in a uh, Corbin Burns or Willie Adamas or whatever else coming into the equation later on, like that definitely changes the conversation. Um, but yeah, today I, I'd say Atlanta slightly. I have a Atlanta
2: by a wide margin still. I really do. I think if you go position by position, and don't get me wrong, we're talking wide margin to be World Series favorite. We're not talking wide margin to win 100 wins. Like, I think both teams get over 100 wins. It's not that. But if you go position by position, I mean, when the Braves lose that position, it's not by much. Even at first base with a guy like Freddie Freeman there, even in right field, I mean, if you got Betts at second, yes, Betts is way fucking better than Ozzy Albies. But if you put him in right field like Acuna, I mean, who is your better player there? So
0: Acuna, I, it's a Cunha.
2: Right. But, but like, <laughs> so it, it really is the, like where the Braves maybe lose, it's not by much. And they win by a shit ton in so many different spots, especially the pitching staff. But the Dodgers have a whole lot of ways to make moves and they can really do it. But sort of the Braves, I mean, the Braves, I think 40 man roster is at 32 right now, like they have eight open spots and everything is loaded like to go get a dylan sees is almost a guarantee it's crazy
0: no man look we're, we're not even talking about it but the, Bra- the Braves the brace made a move this year too for jared kalanick who yeah. look i I don't think jared is gonna be a a i think he can be an all-star some seasons i don't think he's like a perennial guy or anything like that but he's an upgrade over over eddie rosario out there in the outfield he's an up coming guy who by the way you're not paying kalanick anything either right so the you know the Braves are doing things, man, and, they, and they've been very active this off with little moves that I think are gonna be big for them, right? They they get David Fletcher, who's a great backup. You know what I mean? Like he's he's someone who he's been an All Star. He just ha- didn't you know, hasn't got back to that level. They they get Max Stassi. They trade into to the White Sox. I don't know who they got. They got player to name later, right? So they're, they're making moves. The Braves are active. They're just doing it in a, in a way different way right now than the splash name. Um, but yeah, like dude. If I, if I look at both those teams, you have three MVP candidates in each, right? Mookie Shohei and and Freddie, You're, they're your they're your MVP candidates in on on the Dodgers. For the Braves, you got Austin Riley, you got Kenya Junior, you got Olson, right? So it's it's one of those things where these are two juggernauts right now, man. Look, look, we, we I can't hold it anymore. We gotta move on. We gotta move on to Juan Soto. We just have to, right? Like it, it, we, I don't know about you, but Christmas came early for me, uh. Again, this is also one of those moves, though, where everyone kind of saw this happening, right? Um, so, you know, long story short, Padres had to shed, they, they had to shed payroll, right? Right now, one of the only people that can really shed was Juan Soto because he wasn't uh, connected, he wasn't contracted to them long-term, but he was going to make about $30, 32000000 next year. Um, Padres had to shed payroll, I think, by at least 50 So they're still working on stuff. Um but you know, I should have started this. This was really a trade for Trent Grisham. I should that's how I wanted to start it, but it wasn't. But anyway, so so trade talks um happening over the winter meetings, right? Um Blue Jays were apparently in on Juan Soto. Obviously they didn't get him. But outside of them, there wasn't really any other team that was connected to Juan Soto in these trade negotiations. It was really just the Yankees kind of negotiating against themselves, you know, about how many players are gonna go. At one point it was like, oh, the the, the Padres are asking for seven pitchers um fans of course were throwing things out there like oh anthony volpe and jason dominguez where the asking price wasn't even close ultimately the big names in this trade are juan soto and trent grisham go to the yankees um which probably sidebar well we'll talk about the, the sidebar later but but juan soto and trent grisham go to the yankees the yankees pretty much give up michael king which was really their only major league piece um and then they also gave up Drew Thorpe, who was their big name, who was their big name minor league player, to go in that. Uh, Yankees also throw in their backup catcher um, Higashi. Uh, I forgot his name. He's not a Yankee anymore. Kyle Higashi, Higashio, or whatever his name is. Is that how I say it? I'm I'm like killing his name.
1: Higashioka. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in a non non relevant, but also happened. Red Sox traded Alex Verdugo to the Yankees. By the way, if there was ever any doubt about it, the the Dodgers won the the, the Mookie trade officially, <laughs> um, but man, look before I get into anything, I want to say, man, we we gotta kick it up to Rob. Rob, how was how was your heart? Was it like the Grinch thing? It grew three sizes too big
1: after that, oh, day? bro. Bro, all I gotta say it's like it's about time. Like it like it's about time. Like I, I'm super excited to to have Juan Soto on the Yankees, but it's like this this trade is like a year and a half overdue. Juan Soto should have never been a San Diego Padre. Like that's the that's the reality about it. I've been calling for Juan Soto to be traded to the Yankees since he was a Washington National. Like that, like I don't understand. Like yes, yes, the Yankees would have probably had to given up more more high level prospects at the time, sure. But like again, it this was always like what this was always the move that should have been made. Now with Juan Soto and and Aaron Judge, like I've talked about for so long, like in my opinion, the Yankees needed another superstar level player to pair with Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton is past being that. No one else on the team has the ability to be that. Outside of a of a, whatever potential Jason Dominguez has, no one else on the team has that. What the, the second best player to Aaron Judge is Glaber Torres. And he does not have, like, that's just the reality. He doesn't have superstar potential. Like, Glaber Torres is not a guy that you look at like, yo, this guy is a top 10 player in the game of baseball. He's just not. Now the Yankees have that. And, and in an even, like, elevated level, right? Like, realistically Aaron Judge and Juan Soto if you were to go up to someone and say who are the top five position players in the last five years in the entire game of baseball there's only a limited number of names that could even be in that conversation and both Aaron Judge and Juan Soto are two of them that's the type of level players that the Yankees now have in their lineup and on top of that Juan Soto is the perfect complement to an Aaron Judge that's not to say that Juan Soto you know, is a better player than Shohei Otani or, or than other players, right? I think there are there are certain players that currently rank overall higher than Juan Soto currently. But when you talk about being a lefty bat, the type of lefty bat that he is to a righty bat that is Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge just being this super slugger, right? Who every year can lead the, the, the league in home runs. You know, every single season, if Aaron Judge is healthy, he's gonna post like a 950 plus OPS. Juan Soto on the other end, low strikeouts has led the league in walks three years running right Uh, something that the yankees need because they they are known for being a team that's high in strikeouts and now you bring a superstar level player that can cut that down a bit um you know side note that's why i think the the trade for verdugo kind of works out for them because for whatever verdugo gives them it's better than fill ins. it's better than billy mckinney's it's better than jake bowers it's better than willie calhoun's like alex verdugo for whatever opinion you have on Alex Verdugo, right? Because we've talked about it before. His opinion as a baseball player highly gets clouded by the fact that he that he got traded for Mookie Betts. So like the value is like super disproportionate. But Alex Verdugo, he's, it he's, he's an he's MLB an player. player.
0: He's, he's, an, he's an MLB, MLB player, heard.
1: bro. He, yeah. he starts he starts in 25 out of On 30. a lot of teams. On a lot of teams. Like, he's not a guy who's like, yo, this guy's going to the minors. Like, he's an MLB player. So, like, that is what I've been calling for the Yankees to ha- have as well. Like, you need MLB bodies. Like, I'm tired of the fill-ins. Like, oh, we're just going to put this guy here. Like, no, you need a guy. Even if it's a lower-level guy, you don't need stars at every position. But you need MLB-level guys. So, the Verdugo trade, like, it works. And we gave nothing we like we gave nothing for Verdugo like and he's on a 1 year deal he's a free agent after this year if he doesn't work out the Yankees will probably let him go so it's nothing the the primary focus and and i mentioned this to Daniel before now is when the real work starts now is like yo we need to extend Juan Soto and i know that conversation gets a little murky if Juan Soto goes to New York and has a very disappointing season right like if Juan Soto goes to New York and has like an 800 OPS I'm sure fans are going to be like, uh, like, do we want to get into this extension? I'm sure that conversation is going to come up. Yeah, you're probably still going to want to dive into that extension, and like, that's where the work comes in for Brian Cashman. It's not just; it should not just be this one year and we're done deal. It should be being able to lock down Juan Soto to an extension long term because this is essentially the core of the New York Yankees. You need someone to carry the torch for you, like ahead of Aaron Judge. And I understand that a lot of the fan base is real heavy behind Jason Dominguez. And I and Jason Dominguez could turn out to be a tremendous player. I'm very high on a guy like Spencer Jones. I think Spencer Jones is going to end up being a tremendous player. But with Juan Soto, you are talking about a generational talent who is younger than like a lot of the guys in the sport today that ha- that have like a year or two under their belt. And Juan Soto's already played like five plus seasons, is a World Series champion. Like, is one of the best players in the entire game. Like, these are the guys that you make these level trades for. These are the guys that you go above and beyond for. The Yankees have to get it done, bro. It's not, it's not like, it's not exaggeration. Like, I said it before, the trade was done. When I said this was the most crucial trade that the Yankees needed to make, this is why it was the most crucial trade. This is the most important player. I, I I respect Aaron Judge. I respect Eric Cole. But those were moves that I just I, I knew they were gonna get done. Like when you look at the at the position that Juan Soto is in in his career, this is possibly the most important trade that the Yankees have made since the A. Rod acquisition. And I don't think that's that's that much of an exaggeration. Like so, I'm excited for this season. I want to see Juan Soto in New York. I've been I've been I've been calling for it since 2019. It's finally here. I'm hoping everyone can stay healthy. I know there's a lot of question marks. There's still a lot of question marks to be, to be filled in with this team. But for now, like people said, like, um, I don't know if you were able to see on Michael K's show, the last thing I'll say about it, uh, he was interviewing Jeff Passan and he was asking Jeff Passan about the Juan Soto trade and how some Yankee fans were already like, you know, like, oh, why do we give up all this um, for Juan Soto? Which, by the way, you you give up that package 15 times out of 10. You give up that, Bro, that I, package 15 times out of 10.
0: So, so, so hold up. I, I think the way you really got to think about this is like the trade – like if, if you're trading – if you look at the names that were traded for Juan Soto so far, if you look at the Yankees package and you look at the package that Washington received – Don't do that. Whole, don't, don't do that. <laughs> it, it's, it's ridiculously different, man. It's gross. It, it, it is gr- – the, the, the amount of val- – not that, not that Juan Soto lost the value. But the amount of potential MLB leverage that, that the Padres lost in this whole thing is ridiculous. Because, look, it, some of these guys that got traded to, to Washington came on late. Like, C.J. Abrams, we're not going to talk about. He's not someone that's going to be in our top shortstop. But if you look at his end of the season, my, my guy was
1: balling. right? Oh, like, yeah, like, he was doing his thing. Bro, if you give the Padres a run back, and get that and they get that package back i think they're taking that back i think they're taking that package back 15 out of 10 times no no legit legit and like and like he said it's it's not even because of juan soto but but it's it's because of that like like i'm not trying i'm not trying to like to to shit on these guys because they're not yankees anymore or anything like that but like that's just the reality look at the names that were given up how higashioka is a backup catcher he's a backup catcher He's closer to being out of the league than he is to getting significant playing. He's a he's a backup catcher. Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito, right now. Again, we're gonna focus on 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 right now. Right now, their ceiling is like a number four, number five guy on an MLB team. They're, maybe they're maybe they're fighting to they're fighting to get on most rotations. So that's three of the names already. Drew Thorpe, who I believe this past season was the was the minor league pitcher of the year. Ace. Ace, like potential like, ace that, that, he's the one what, guy that hurt <laughs> that's, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like like i personally have him like high end he could be like a number two like like on most teams and then michael king who for whatever reason people see as as a potential starter potential reliever yeah he's shown that he can be like an all-star caliber guy maybe out the bullpen i don't know long term as a starter because he wasn't that on the yankees we only saw a small sample size but like you're giving up that package every single time for year Juan Soto. Like, I don't understand why it's that much of a question. We didn't give up Dominguez. We didn't give up Volpe. We didn't give up Spencer Jones. We, yo, we didn't even give up Oswald, Oswald Peraza, who like, if you t- if you called me today and was like, yo, give us Peraza, take him. Take him. If that's the holdover for Juan Soto, take him. We didn't even give up Oswald Peraza. So I'm just like, yo, I don't understand what the, I, I understand like, okay, like, oh, the Yankees might not have enough arms. Yo, we literally have a meeting with, with Yoshinobu Yamamoto tomorrow. Like, like I understand that he might not end up in New York, right? There's competition for him, but we have that meeting. And I don't think the Yankees are necessarily going to stand pat if they don't land Yamamoto because like factor in this thinking, they're having a meeting with the, with a guy who's going to demand about $250 million, right? They know that they know that ahead of time, if they're willing to give him $250 million, right? And they don't land him. They might turn around and throw $60 million or $80 million at somebody else, right? Like, I don't think they're just going to stand pat like they know they need pitching. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But the Juan Soto trade was the first domino that needed to fall for them, and it was a massive domino that fell.
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, this trade was crazy, and it was predicted, but the package they got back was, you know, I don't want to shit on it too much because I think it was just different needs for different teams. The Nationals needed yeah. everything. Like, they needed everything. If the Padres needed everything, the guys you're talking about are in this trade. I'm sorry. They are. Like, even upwards yeah. of a Jason Dominguez. Like, the name's going to be there. It was just a matter of need. The Padres, as bad as their offense was last year, they don't need offense, which is weird to say. But where are they going to play these guys? Like, are they really kicking Tatis anywhere? Their infield set. You know, it did that didn't match up. So, I think it was more of what they needed. This is a good pitching prospect haul for Juan Soto. I think... This is, it is fair market value for Juan Soto based off what the Padres needed. And the Yankees were the only team that could do this for them. So yeah, realistically, like you said, you have, you have an ace caliber, <clears throat> no matter how you want to put it on a different major league team and the Padres being that team, this might be their one through four this season. Like as bad as that sounds, this might actually be all MLB talent right now, which is what the yeah. Padres need. Are they going to stay there and be this the whole time? Who fucking knows, but this is such a good matchup for what they needed. It's insane. Uh, from the Yankee side, uh, look, the first thing I thought of with this was, God, I hope Rizzo's healthy. I Please, Rizzo, please, please be healthy. Then the second thing I thought of was, oh, shit, please, Judge, be healthy. <laughs> Can both of you guys be healthy for, like, a whole season? Because if, you if you're telling me you're going to put Juan Soto in front of Aaron Judge, in front of a healthy Anthony Rizzo that's not concussed, that might be the best three hitters in a row because Rizzo is, I hate the term professional hitter because I think it's thrown around too much. Rizzo to me knows how to hit in certain situations. He will change his approach. If he's got bases empty, he's going to try to go. yah Yeah. But if he's got a, what a 500 career on base percentage and Monsoto, Soto <laughs> two hitters ahead, and he's got a 450 career on base percentage, judge, Aaron judge in front of him. Like he's just hitting any hole. He might fucking bunt. He might lead the league in bunts. Like, Let's be real here. So to have that, my next thought was, uh, Jeter, can you go back to the Marlins just for a minute, and can you somehow get Luis Ariza to hit us the four hole, like right behind these two guys? Because, I mean, if you're going to have a guy that you're going to say is going to hit 350, how do you pitch to Juan Soto and Aaron Judge in any order if you know the guy behind him is hitting 350? Like that—that that would be really scary. Yeah, he doesn't have the pop, but what are you going to do with two of the greatest on-base guys right in front of a guy who's going to hit 350? But all jokes aside. This is amazing. I cannot, I've never been more excited for a duo duo than this with Soto and judge assuming health. So I'm going to play fantasy baseball and assume health right here. I've never been more excited to watch two hitters back to back in my life. Like no, and I'm 44. I can't think of any lineup where I've seen two hitters with the potential of this back to back. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. And the last thing I'll say on it is it. I've never been more sure that a player is going to a team now that I'm sure Yamamoto is going to be a Yankee. Like, there is no other fit that the yankees could really do and be legitimately competitive in the al east as much much less the al um, they need to go get him they need to get an ace and they don't i don't think they have the trade chips to go get a corbin burns anymore i could be wrong but i just don't know if i see them getting a corbin burns or a tyler glasnow or anybody like that really 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 out of the box thought on this though is trevor bauer yankees
0: I mean look, I, I personally wouldn't mind it. Um I, I've been on I've I've been on this side for, for a long time where, you know, I, I think the biggest thing with Bauer is I, I'd be worried about what he does to the locker room, right? Like like there's been things that in the past that, you know, people have said he's kind of a dick. Right? I, I like think Aaron in that locker room <laughs> he would be controlled a lot more.
2: I think Aaron Judge has not just like the physical size, but like the actual star power presence that Bauer would take a bit of a backseat.
0: Yeah, I mean that would be the hope. That'd definitely be the hope. Um, you know, I, with the trade itself, right? It it did need to happen. And the reason why it needed to happen, you know, the Yankees are under a lot of pressure, man. You missed out on so much generational talent this last half decade. Um, this this trade goes back to Manny Machado. This trade goes back to Bryce Harper. Um, this trade goes back to Corey Seeger, right? Um, you know, it's it's more than just about you're getting a great player is we've been this franchise that's known for having the best players in the world being pinstripes. We haven't had that in, in, in probably a decade. Right. Um, We, I'm not gonna say we lucked into Aaron judge, but you know, we haven't done a great job developing guys, right? Judge for, you know, he's kind of sh- shown the guys who we thought were going to be great. Like the Gary Sanchez's and stuff like that didn't work out. So, you know, how do we get the best players in the world back on our on our side, which is really important for, for if you're the Yankees, right? It's really, I think it's, it's really important if you're baseball. So that's why, like, I can't give shit to Los Angeles because I think Los Angeles is kind of more of a new age Yankees, where where it's like, okay, look, we're trying to we're trying to do what they've done, but like on this coast. So you know, w- w- with Juan Soto though, yeah, you, you you know, people say, oh, it's gonna be a rental. You, you guys give like Yankees give up nothing. Right. Like Michael King, we can't think of Michael King as a prospect. Michael King is a 28 year old former reliever, turned starter for the back half of one year. And by the way, he pitched amazing. Right. But that's all we have for Michael King. He's, he's been hurt. He's had injuries. He's not someone that's been like a bill of health that we're like, yeah, you know what I mean? So for me, Drew Thorpe is the only guy that I'm really like, oh, I, I would have loved to see his potential because I do think he has, he has ace like potential. But, you can't like, there's not one Yankee fan that should be complaining about this. There's not one Yankee fan that I want to hear is like, Oh, but we gave up all these years of control. Who gives a fuck? These guys aren't playing on your major league roster. Right? Like we, we, we experienced a Brito experience last year. Where it was like, he had some games that, that he did. All right. And then he blew up other games. Right. And not that he can't get better, but you can see the ceiling on guys. And, and the the truth is Brito has a ceiling, right? Like that's what we're doing. Um, as far as like the future of the Yankees I think this is where it gets really interesting for me uh Anthony like obviously, this is assuming they resign him right for a 600 million dollar deal or whatever it's going to be it's not going to be that big you know i'm sure that he's going to they're going to try it but there's nobody in their right mind that's going to that's going to do that uh but you know if you look at the future of the Yankees you, you have some pretty good outfielders down in the minor leagues and Spencer Jones who now if you do have a starting pitcher who's high end with some years of control he kind of becomes expendable, right? I don't. I wouldn't do it for Kirby Burns personally. I, I think Kerbin Burns last year showed like uh there's a, there's some decline there. Um, you know, well, he, his market's still going to be huge though. But you know, there's a there's a real possibility we see Aaron Judge playing first base, I, and I think that's not getting talked about, about about enough. But I think Aaron Judge is a future first baseman after Anthony Rizzo. You know, his contract is up, or, or whatever the case may be um you know we we got to talk about Giancarlo Stanton too like look you think you can think he's ash or whatever that's five that's 400 something home runs on your roster like just from one from one guy can he get back to it i don't know that that's left to be seen but you know we can't just not talk about someone who's been a a previous mvp and who perennially hits 30 home runs so you got to be excited if you're a yankee fan that, that that's what it comes down to it um Again, I think the part that that I I hate about this though, is the rest of the AL East. I I need them to do more. Look, I, I know Rays are going to find their way into the playoffs, but there's nothing that they've done this year that tell me they're going to be as good or better than last year, right? Like they're talking about trading away Glass now, and you know I think Glass now's always injured anyway, so I don't think it's going to hurt them too bad. But again, we don't know how they do it, but they're going to end up in the in the, play, in, in the playoffs. Like that's never going to be good enough for me to say that they're a team that belongs to to you know that belongs there. You know, there's been rumors about them trying to trade Randy Rosarena. Um not again, not that I think he's a good player, but or 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 uh, you know, or above level player, but like still that's still some that's he's above the average. Um so I, I don't know what's happening with them, the Red Sox. Bro, I, you you better hope Marcelo Mayer works out. You know, you you better hope Tristan Casas continues on on you know, the tear that he was at the end of last season. You you better hope Brian Bello turns into mini Pedro Martinez. Because right now you guys are looking bad. You guys just traded for Tyler O'Neill. By the way, Yankees got Juan Soto. Like, like you know, it's it's a different kind of um, level of player there, right? Toronto, like, I I feel so bad for Toronto, just because, you know, if you were in the Juan Soto trade trade talk switch, the reason why I think they really weren't is because they would have had to give up, um, their their lefty prospect like Teneman. I forget, I, I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's a lefty dude throws 99 plus he's pretty much next 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 up in in toronto land right he's the only prospect you guys have to trade and you know i don't i don't uh blue jay fans are gonna want to hear it but like your your um farm system isn't great right now right like you don't have those guys who are coming up and and doing things so i, I never really thought there were actually a, a player for juan soto because of that uh then when you get to, to the old tiny stuff, I, I thought it was wild that they were in it to begin with because they were kind of like one of those outside teams that were like, oh, okay, you, you're you in these conversations. And then to, to get burned the way you did, right? It was very much like the Giants got burned last year with all their, their rumors. It's like, again, I'm not a Blue Jays fan. But that's, that's tough, man. You go from thinking you have the world's greatest baseball player, possibly the greatest baseball player of all time, to lol jk that was the guy from shark tank who booked a private play here like it, it, you know it's, it's a big change in, in in uh mindset there man so i mean it, it, it's it's tough it, it's tough but as a yankee fan you're happy like I, I can't imagine going you know being upset about this in in, in any sense of the word
1: uh dude it, you know, it's it's crazy it's crazy to see how the otani decision like shapes like division races because if yeah. if you if we were looking at Otani as a Toronto Blue Jay today, and, and this is just to combine like the other big name we've been mentioning too, because Yam, Yamamoto's in the, in this conversation as well because he plays into yeah. all this, right? Like if Otani was a Blue Jay today, you'd we'd be sitting here in a situation where you're just like, yo, you have the Yankees, you have Toronto, you have Baltimore competing yeah. for the AL East. Like everyone knows, Tampa Bay is pretty much in sell mode. Like, it's pretty much looking like Tyler and at least Tyler and Randy are going to be headed out this offseason, if not also throw Isaac Paredes in there. Like, they're they're, they're, they're going to be in cell mode. The Red Sox are not doing anything this season, right? Like, their pieces are still uh, a couple years away. Now you're in a very, like, real position where, I, look, the Yankees have been going through an identity crisis. If the Yankees land Yamamoto, they should win the fucking East. Like, 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 uh, like, I'm not trying to hate on Baltimore or nothing like that. But if the Yankees land Yamamoto, they should win the AL East. Okay, you're going into the year with two of the best bats in all of baseball, with a better, more rounded lineup. Which again, it might, it might not necessarily be just so many additions of names. It might just be just better fits. Like I've said, a full year of DJ LeMahieu at third base is way better than Josh Donaldson. Okay, that is a huge yeah. just addition for the Yankees. Just having DJ LeMahieu there. If Anthony Rizzo could be healthy at first base, good. We have to see what we're going to get from catching, right? We know it this year it's probably going to be some mix of Austin Wells and, and Jose Trevino. That's a position that could use an upgrade. But, you know, there's a lot of spots where they're looking a lot better and you're potentially going into from, from I said this earlier, but they're also potentially interested in uh, bringing back Frankie Montes on a one-year deal, right? if you're living in a hypothetical where the Yankees are going into next season with a rotation of Garrett Cole, Yamamoto, Carlos Rondon, Nestor Cortez, Frankie Montes, that, like, that's about as good as you would want to go into a season with a rotation. I know there are question marks about injuries for sure, but we, in terms of the talent, like if Frankie Montes is your number four, number five starter, how many number four, number five starters in the MLB are better than Frankie Montes? When Frankie Montes has been healthy because he's been dealing with injuries ever since he was traded from Oakland to the Yankees, right? But in yeah. Oakland, think of Frankie Montes. Like, you know, like the talent is there. Again, it, everything doesn't always play out the way that it is on paper, but talent wise, the Yankees are going to have the talent to pretty much take the ALEs. Their only competition is going to be Baltimore pretty much at this point. And Baltimore, if we're looking at them as a full team, they need to trade for a pitcher, bro. Like they—they they need yeah. starting pitching. They're in a position where they need to give up some of their prospects for for a big name, whether it's a Burns, whether it's you know we've heard Burns, Bieber, Dylan, Seas, wh- whatever big name you want to mention on the on the pitching market. Like they need to do something on the on the pitching end. Um, again, not saying that they're not contenders because they definitely are. Um, but, uh, bro, I'm I'm. I'm just happy, bro. Yeah. I'm happy. I want I want the Yankees to sign Yamamoto so that we could stop with the BS and like the, and like Yankee fans could go back to like being like reasonable assholes again. You know, like I I want the Yankees to win a World Series. So like being an asshole makes sense, right? <laughs> like so that if you're just like yo, like we're like we because we're champions, right? Because we can talk we can talk like that. I know the 27, and we're always gonna bring up the 27. Everyone respects it. I get it. But it's just like, yo, we don't have to bring that shit up every time. We need a title, like now. we need a title, like now. <laughs> we need a title, like please, yeah. bro. It's been since two thousand nine. An acquisition of Juan Soto and a signing of Yamamoto points to that. Like this is, bro, this is it. Like if if let's say let's say the Soto extension gets done, right? Mm. This is the Yankees core. This is it. Uh, uh, if you're talking about the next like five seasons, like because obviously. Aaron Judge is going to age. Garrett Cole is going to age. It, Garrett Cole has five seasons left on his deal, right? Let's say he doesn't opt out and he and he stays with the Yankees. Like, If you're taking the next five years of Garrett Cole and then you add on the next five years of Aaron Judge, uh, 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 Soto extension bring us five years of Soto, which essentially is Soto entering his prime, right? A lot of people point to 26, 27, entering your prime. Um, and then five, at least five seasons of Yamamoto, like This is essentially what the core would be with potentially Dominguez or Spencer Jones, depending what happens with him on like the backburners as well. I don't know, man. Like if those moves are made, like you, you, it's the same thing with the Dodgers. I don't want to make this only a Yankees thing because I've said it about the Dodgers as well. When they traded for Freddie Freeman, the first thing I said was you have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, you have to win a title in the next five years. It's been two seasons. They haven't won a title. So, they have three years left. And in year three, they just added the best player in the game and show the p- potentially the best player of all time when his career is all said and done, right? In Shohei Otani. So, then they have three seasons left. It's the same thing with the Yankees. If you land Yamamoto, that five year, like you have to win a title in a five year window with that much talent for it, for you to even be able to say, like, it was worth it. Like, I understand you're putting asses in the seats and Hal Steinbrenner will fill up his pockets. But for you to be able to say at, at, that it was worth it, you need a title. And one thing that's not being mentioned about too, which I'm sure you and me will discuss, and and we brought it up for years years and years and years and years, Brian Cashman's job is a little safe now. Like Brian Cashman's job is a little safe now, but guess what? It's a little safe for making the move that people have been saying should have been done. Like it's so it's it's like you're working backwards, right? Like I like I've been saying, you should you should have you should have found the way to make the Soto trade happen when it when it happened. I understand we probably would have had to given up higher level prospects. Looking back at the package that Washington received from San Diego, I get it. He had a lot more years of control on his contract at that time as well, but it just had to be done. I'll
0: say this. I'll say this. The biggest the biggest difference between when it happened with like two years ago and where it happened now is if it happened two years ago. We probably aren't talking about Jason Dominguez and the Yankees in the Yankees' future, because because I think Jason that's Dominguez true. would definitely have to be in in, in, in there, as well as someone like probably like I don't think Volpe would have gone, but I think Peraza probably would have gone. Not that Peraza is anything special in my opinion, but like the names would have been different
1: as far as like the level of no, guys. No, that, that, that's absolutely true. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, no, they they, they would have lost out on on some pro, on some prospects definitely, but you know the overall point is when you're looking at Juan Soto, like again, we're not in a situation where. Where you just traded for one year of a guy who's 29 going into his age 30 season. You know, Juan Soto's yeah, 25 it, years old, man. <laughs> like you like, you know, he,
0: so he's still yeah. he's
1: still very comfortably like like things change every single year. But again, you're talking about the Yankees having two guys in their lineup who at full health are legitimate top five players in the game of baseball contenders. And that's always going to be a good position to be in. So I I am happy to see it as a Yankee fan. No, 100 percent man. I, th- I think Look, let, let's move on to, to
0: one last big name here. Um, and and it's, not, it's not even a discussion, man. I'm just going to ask you it up. Where, where do you guys think uh, Yamamoto ends up? The, the,
1: Yan- the Yankees, bro. <laughs> where, where else is he going to end up? Bro I, said it, bro, I said it the other day. I said he has a meeting with the Yankees on Monday, okay? Yeah, he's, signed, have he's signing
0: Monday. He's rumors, Monday.
1: Rumors, rumors are that they're going to have at least Hideki Matsui. If not, not Hideki Tanaka, Masumi Tanaka, and Tanaka, okay, yeah. Tanaka's going to be there as well. Yo, they're going to give him the tour of the Bronx and Yamamoto going to hop back on the plane to Japan wearing Tim's and a Yankee cap. I already said it. <laughs> it's done. Like, like, why would I say Yamamoto signing with any other team? Yamamoto was like literally a target, like a hotter name target for the Yankees in the last two or three months than Soto was. Soto, Soto just became the hot name like literally in the last month because it became clear that the Yankees were the yeah. favorite. But they've been having their eye on Yamamoto for a minute. You saw Brian Cashman over in Japan for his no hitter. Yay! That's my, that's my future pitcher. Come on now. Yamamoto's a Yankee. Nick, I know you
0: already mentioned you think Yamamoto's going to say Yankees. The,
2: but the Yankees! The, the Yankees! He's going, he's going, he's going
1: to, go to the Yankees! There we I mean, go. He agrees with me.
2: Rob said it perfectly. <laughs> I mean, there, there is no better fit. There's a, I mean, the way the Dodgers just paid for Otani, like maybe you overpaid for what you're going to get back. The Yankees have to do that. With Yamamoto, there is no other option. If not, it's a failure. But I also don't see it not happening. Like, let's be real here. Like, where else would you want to so, go with
0: Yamamoto? So, so let me ask you this, man. Like, because Met fans are going to lose their shit. <laughs> what percentage, what, what percentage chance do you give the Mets to, to actually sign Yamamoto? Percent negative. chance,
1: right? Because it's negative. You think negative? Nah, 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 <laughs> low key, no, no, no. Low key, Nah, no, no. I, I give the Mets, honestly, I give the Mets. 25% chance. I think the Mets are quietly a good contender to sign him, simply because like Cohen has the money to do it. If, sure. if Yamamoto's intention is I like New York, right? Like, yes, you can make the argument now with the Soto trade. Yes. The Yankees have bigger names and stuff, but, th- but the Mets have solid names too, like in Lindor and Alonso, And re- let's remember, they also have Kodai Senga, who's a, who's a very legitimate pitcher. Like Kodai Senga, yeah. Is in top 15, top 20 starting pitcher conversation after this first year in, in New York, who has that that previous relationship as well. They have the money to do it. The only holdback is we've heard that Cohen might be interested in trying to cut back and all this stuff. But you know what, bro, it's going to be a sad se- offseason for Mets fans if they don't get Yamamoto. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say, too. Because And that's why I give them a 25% chance, because I think desperation is a little bit in counted towards that percentage as well. Because I don't think you can just let Yamamoto go to the Dodgers or the Yankees after you just saw them land Ohtani and Soto, and you and you as Steve Cohen, you're just sitting back like, we got we got David Star- we got David Stearns to lead our baseball department. Well, That's our big move. This,
0: this is gonna sound crazy, and I don't think the Yankees should do this, but for me, they should think about is they should take Yamamoto to Yankee Stadium, right? Wine and dine him. then they should take him to Queens, and be like. <laughs> Or you can play Diabolical. here, right? Diabolical, like like, like, like Nick. I don't know if you've been to Yankee Stadium or or City Field, but I've been to Yankee Stadium, is, not City Field. It is very different. City Field's ghetto. Like, <laughs> like they just call it what it is. Like, it, it's it's not as bad as Shea Stadium was, but it's like, it's it's definitely not Yankee Stadium, right? Like, you just, it's just diff- different feeling inside, right? Like, I feel like the, the desperation of fans reeks on the walls, so you get in there, it's a little bit more depressing. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you just. It's just one of those things where it's, it's a nice stadium, don't get me wrong. I actually saw my first baseball game there, but it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, this is, like, it, it really just, felt like, this is a fun thing. Like, okay, we're here. Yeah. I, <laughs> and plus, you have the old Frank the Tank and stuff like that, calling you names after your first bad start. Like, yeah, no, you're, you're good. Yeah. The Mets you, have no chance to sign <laughs> him. He's either
2: going to the Yankees or the Dodgers. Those are the only two places that yeah. make any sense. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to go to the Mets, and there's no reason for the Mets to sign him. Like, to be honest. No, nah, agree. That there, there is no real baseball reason for the Mets to sign him. If Cohen does it, it's literally just to spend money because he has it without like zero thought going into it. And, and the other thing too is, if you sign this guy, you have to sign Pete Alonso. You have to, and Alonso a I Boris mean, client now.
0: Like that's gonna dude, hurt. Not, not even that. You gotta look at <laughs> this way: they're still paying Verlander and Scherzer, right? Like, yeah. yeah, that's they're, they're, but, they're, they're paying Verlander a little bit less just but, for this year, but. I mean, Sure, just just for this year, but like you have so many needs coming up, man. Like, right. you know, you have Marte on the books for another couple of years. Um, you know, again, you have to figure out Pete Alonso if he resigns. That's going to be a large check potentially. They've they've got to um, trade him now or sign him. Like, I, I, I agree. Look, like, I, I usually don't. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like trading big names, but Pete Alonso. He as value, as he's ever going to be. I think he's actually lost value after last year.
2: So honestly, I, even beyond that, I think if Cohen doesn't either trade him now or sign him now. Like if if Pete Alonso plays on the team and then signs somewhere else in the offseason, Steve Cohen is going to have a lot of Mets fans that actually care. Like, dude, that was fun, but get the fuck out. Because if you <laughs> let that guy go for nothing, that's about as a Metsy a player as I've ever seen. To be like, yeah. You, you have your David Wrights, like Pete Alonso is the same player as David Wright in the sense like that's gritty. He does it in a different way but you get a real person out of either one of those players. You know exactly what's on the field, what you got in real life. You can't let that guy go cuz that's Captain Met. You've got Captain Met 2.0, you know, you've got the the Winter Met or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like <laughs> with the Polar Bear. So there you go. Like Alonso yeah. I think is way more important to Cohen's legacy than he might realize right now, and he's got to do he's either got to trade him for a package right now and le, like give it a year to wear off or he's got to sign him cuz if he walks in free agency He's gonna have a whole sh- like he's just gonna be the most hated man in New York.
0: Look, man, and by the way, it's it's not all doom and gloom for for, for Queens, right? I, kind of it's is. Christmas. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say some nice things. Look, you, you have some some pretty good young players that are coming up that I think can be impact players. You know, last year you saw Alvarez, you saw you saw Beatty, but I think Beatty can be a solid third baseman in, in, in the MLB, right? Um, you have Ronnie Mauricio, who's obviously not gonna play short anymore, but if you if you Stick him in the outfield; you would be a service, service serviceable outfield. I think he's a good enough hitter that he's you get some production out of him for, for some years. And then you know Acuna Junior. And I mean, is it Acuna Junior? I guess it is technically. No, it's at least Arcangel Acuna. He's not a Junior, but you know he's he's a he's a good second base prospect. I think I think he has some some decent chance of uh, making an impact on an MLB roster. I'm not gonna sit here and say oh he's the next like Ozzy Albies or anything like that because I don't believe that. But I think he's going to be a starting second baseman. I think he's going to be someone that you can put out there and he's going to give you, you know, good seasons. So it's not all bad, man. It's not all bad for Mets fans. I think at this point, like, yeah, do you want to re-sign Pete Alonso? I think you you absolutely do. The one issue I see with that is the same issue that uh, Vladimir Goro Jr. is going to have is how do you value these guys? These guys were high-potential guys who haven't really met up to where we thought they were going to get. They're not necessarily plus defenders. Um, yeah, they're your middle of the lineup guys. But if you're going to be honest with, with yourself, there's a lot better of those guys than Pete Alonso and and um what's it called and uh, Guerrero Jr. So I think both those guys are in that situation where like what's the market for a first baseman? You can't say that they're Matt Olson because they haven't had numbers like Matt Olson, except for for you know Guerrero Jr. One year, but since then he's been very below, uh, not below average, but he's been at the you you, you know we, you're replaceable. Right, especially at the first base position. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for for both those guys, man. Um, but yeah, that's one last thing we didn't talk about. Bellinger, do you guys have any like kind of again just one one prediction? Where do you think Bellinger lands? Because he's he's kind of like the next big name right right now.
1: Uh, I I would say two teams. I think either a reunion with the Cubs or I think Blue Jays. I think I think Blue Jays, you know, if they were interested in Otani, they Blue Jays have money to spend, right? Like, like I agree with you. Like, they weren't going to give Otani seven hundred million dollars. But if you're talking about giving Bellinger potentially in the neighborhood of a hundred something million or whatever as a as a backup plan, like I could see that happening.
2: I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the Giants, it just unfortunately fits too well (laughs) for both sides. They've got the their superstar, and sadly (laughs) enough, yes, that is their superstar. Like, oh, it's gross, but I. There's the the Giants need to spend some money. They need to go get a name that's out there that's going to be recognizable. And unfortunately, the last guy out there is either the other bad one would be Blake Snell. But those are the two guys out there because they're not landing Yamamoto. I just don't see that happening. They're not going to outbid the Yankees or the Dodgers on that, and so it's going to be between like Snell and Bellinger as their big offseason acquisitions.
0: Man, I'm I'm like stuck with Bellinger because I think there's not many guys I'd say should take a bet on themselves and do like a one year prove it deal. Right, but I think depending on where the money's coming in for for these offers, because I I think it's gonna be somewhere in the area between 180 and 250, potentially, right? If he gets a long-term contract. That's just what like the market is for the guys who's who's put up his his numbers. He should take that. He should take that. Oh, he should absolutely take that. I just don't (laughs) know if it's being offered. I I don't think it's being offered, is what I'm saying. I don't think there's any team that's comfortable offering that right now. Like I, I think outside teams that can be like, yeah, fuck it, let's see it, are the Angels just because you know you have Trout and Quals right now
1: i think right? it's tough but i think it's tough to 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 be like yo i'm going to bet on myself on a one year deal because i already did that mm-hmm. like he signed a one year deal with the cubs sure, and, sure, sure. and hit like you know so now now it's yeah. essentially when his mentality is like okay my payday should be coming his payday mm-hmm. realistically value wise if if we're being real like like i've said it before like his payday is probably around like george Springer. like the 6 year the yeah. 6 year 150 that George Springer got from Toronto, twenty five AAV. If you want to bump that to around twenty seven, like sure, but like if like I said, I said it the other day for Bellinger. If you're telling if Bellinger's looking for over thirty million dollars a year, I mean, bro, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, I, I don't think anyone should pay that.
0: I think, look, like, I think the thing that that works against him is even though he had good um, you know, counting numbers, his peripheral numbers were kind of asked, right? Like yeah. his expected numbers were, were were kind of asked, right? Which is kind of like the Cody Bellinger problem is just, you know. We've we've seen you hit some skids, bro. Um, but no, two two te- the two teams that I think have a like outside chance of just look at it and say, hey, you know, you're worth probably taking chance are are the Angels, just because you know you've already lost the fan base. You you've lost the fan base. You have nothing to lose at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, like you gotta, then, <laughs> you gotta do something. And then the other team is, is the Colorado Rockies, right? Where, you know, I I like to see I like to see Cody Bellinger in in, in Colorado. he probably hit forty to fifty home runs a year. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, he had Chris bryan is there too, which Chris bryan obviously is no longer the superstar he he once was, but you know, I I think I think he would be decent. I, I I wouldn't be mad at Colorado if they did that. But outside of that, I just can't see a team offering him more than three years that's competitive right now. Like, I, like I'm not one of those people that think he's like I don't know if you've seen those memes, the jacody Ellsbury's, right? No, I I I think he's not Jacoby Ellsbury. I think he's actually a, a pretty decent player. Um, but again, like. What what's that worth to you, right? Like, do you sign him for two years for sixty million? That's probably worth it for some team, right, to give that kind of opportunity. But I just don't think that there's. Cody wouldn't do that, and I don't think there's teams willing to do that for for a longer period of time, like you mentioned. So that's yeah. going to be one of the, these offseason questions, where, like, i don't, Marlins maybe right? Marlins need offense. That's the one thing we said all year last year. Like, but I, I don't even know. I don't think that, I don't think I personally don't think that's a good fit. <laughs> um but yeah it's gonna we'll see what happens we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens man but um yo we're, we're glad to be cohen got money out. you cohen got money <laughs> cohen got 20 billion dollars yo cody but,
1: <laughs> here go 350
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. no nah, like, but, but guys man just so so this is the first episode of our of our year by the way um i don't know if this episode's going to go on video but this year we will be on video as well um probably going to be on youtube or something of that nature so keep keep your eye on on that and, and announcements uh, but yeah man we'll, we'll catch you later man enjoy the the rest of this off season now that you have already had your main course man go have some desserts